Three, two, one, roll the foot. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today we explore with the master connector and CEO of Thrive, how to connect, engage, and win every conversation, and especially what to do exactly before the conversation, during the conversation, and after the conversations. I will be taking notes here, gentlemen and ladies. And welcome, everybody, Lou Diamond from New York. Simon, uh, just to be back and chatting with you and engaging in your energy is already getting me excited. Can't, cannot wait anymore for this. Let, 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 can't wait to connect with your listeners and enjoy and glad to return the favor, get you on the other side of the microphone, so to speak, even though we're I'm technically so on the same side of the microphone. To <laughs> have you here, to have your energy and New York's energy here in this lockdown. It's, it's, it's a long time ago. I was in New York and we love the city. So what are you currently creating, Lou? We're creating connections. I think that's the most important thing. And everything that I'm doing in my world has always been about connecting. And a lot of the work that I've been focused on with the companies that I'm helping thrive, basically there's lots of businesses that I either help their sales teams better connect to their customers, marketing teams better connect their message to their audience, and leaders better connect to the people within their organization. And here's the fun part, Simon, that all of that connection helps to generate business, create um, action, movement, excitement, and many times helps to move things onward and upward. But even though they're in three different areas, sales, marketing, leadership, it's all the same. The muscles on how you need to connect and make you thrive are all the things that I focus on. Those are the things that I help coach, mentor, lead, and teach and speak about and write about. And uh, so making those connections is at forefront what I do each and every day, and I help others do it too. Wow, tell us more. Can you walk us through some recent examples? Yeah, so, so, so let's talk about, um, I'm gonna talk about a company I'm working with right now that is really having a troubled time connecting their message to their end audience. A lot of people kind of get lost in the details, right? You know this, Simon, you know, like you can't get out of your own way. You're doing some amazing stuff for your clients. It might be really complicated. You're solving crazy problems and you're so busy solving those problems that if you like went by that, if that business was a store, storefront, and you looked in through the window, you would look in and you'd be like, I have no idea what that company is doing. I have no idea what exactly they're solving, but they look really busy and they've got lots of things going on. So I've been engaging with this company to help that company kind of clean up that store window, if you would, so that people really understand exactly what that company does so that they can better connect to their audience. It happens to be a very complicated data company. I don't want to share their name, but they do amazing work. They really do. And a lot of companies need them. They just are so nooked in, in the details that we have to pull them out and really helps simplify that message. So a lot of that work is what I've been busy on. I'm actually, today we're actually redoing their website. We're re-messaging the language that they use. We're changing the way that the sales team actually tells people what the, the services they offer in, in a different method and, and system. So right now we're, we're knee deep in that. And I've been uh, 
I, I, I've been remiss listeners because Simon's been bugging me to connect more with him this summer. And I've just been too busy helping that company along with many others do something. So that's, that's, that's what I've been doing the most, but that level of connection. And, and one of the key things that we do is, and this is something we were going to talk about is a lot of people, organizations, if you think about your own brand, your own message, the way that you connect to other people, most of the time you get cluttered. You see great people like Simon who are phenomenal at marketing themselves and they're sprinting here or there and they see the end product and they see what happens after they've engaged with Simon or they see that marketing afterwards, but they haven't thought about the process. What happens before you try to figure out that messaging and how to connect? What happens in the process while you're doing it, doing it and what happens afterwards? And a lot of that I've learned can be deciphered in the way we have conversations. I know this sounds really weird, but Simon and I had a conversation the first time we, we met, and that's the point of connection that you and I connected with. And the listeners on my podcast show, Thrive Loud, that's what they connected with when they heard us. So it all started with that conversation, but meanwhile, they caught it in the middle. They didn't know that there was a lot of work that happened beforehand. There was a lot of work that actually set the stage. And I'm not talking about like researching what Simon did or researching what his company does or researching the cool deliverables and things that he's done and how many hundreds of people are carrying his book and holding them up in pictures. Now, we, we, we did, we're not talking about that research. We're talking about what you need to do yourself between your ears, in your mind, in, the, in your actions that you need to do, almost like when you're about to go work out. Simon's really fit. He looks like he works out all the time. Maybe he's lifting a drink, you know, from the ground to his lips, but he's always working out, right? So he's always fit, but everyone knows there's stuff you have to do before you work out. It's like the stretching. So a lot of people don't know that before you have a conversation that's going to make a powerful connection, you got to do things beforehand to make sure that you're ready to have that conversation. So that's the thing about this. And I have been the guy that you described that was totally focusing on helping his clients and completely forgot to check if the website, if the main message really makes sense and if somebody from the outside gets it. And it, it, many years later, I got this message, Simon, I have no idea what you're doing. You're flying around or the, but I have no idea. What are you doing? Your website doesn't tell me what you're doing. I was like, oh, that's true. And then when we started having this conversation and getting the NPS and asking for feedback. It was the first time that I realized what are the words that other people use to describe what we do. Yes. And then we started using these words. But for, for decades, uh, my website was a convoluted insider language. So think about this. We're just talking about your website, which is like an end marketing product that's describing what you do. What if I told you a lot of people when they try to describe themselves in a conversation are just as messy and convoluted and don't necessarily know how to tell their story really well. And a lot of that has to do with, believe it or not, the way you need to kind of build up. You can't jump into a Ferrari right out of the gate and press the, the accelerator all the way to the floor and go to 120 miles an hour right when you, when you meet with someone, right when you have a conversation with someone, right when someone walks by your website and your store and you start to show them the answer, right? It's all the great things you do. Like imagine if you went to a website and you saw like detailed information about the detailed work. It doesn't work that way. You have to kind of walk them through a paste buildup message. So when that's gonna, that's what connects with people. And the reason why this connects with people is we've been doing it forever. 
this is the way we need. We need a little bit of a warm up. Then we get into the exercise and we talk about the things that matter. And then we know when it's over, we know there are certain calls to action, there are follow-up things, there are things that we can do afterwards. And too often we don't structure it this way because we're so focused on one of those three components and making sure that we do this. It is this problem that I've been helping people better deal with it. And what's really interesting is we've been talking about a website. To me, the website is part of the conversation that you're having that's gonna talk about what you do. And it's kind of weird. It's almost like you created a robot basically that people can go to and they can have a conversation with your organization, with your company. And that's the thinking that we deal with when we're trying to better message and connect people. So we look at these different pieces of content, your website, your video, the output of what you deliver has to be speaking to the end client and the audience clearly so that they always know what Simon is doing, what Lou is doing, what your organization is doing. That's what it is. You always have to be cl simply clear to know exactly that's the person we're dealing with because otherwise we're so easily distracted, Simon, that when it gets confusing, what do we do? We walk away, we click away, we stop. We don't have a conversation with someone anymore. So the whole goal is to make sure that we're always in that active mode and being the best that we can be in connecting with one another. And it's basically the root of having a really great conversation that I carry that through as my methodology. I know that might've been a little deep, but I think you get it. <laughs> no, I'm, it's super, super relevant. And I guess everybody listening right now and me included is going, oh, am I clear? Do I engage? Or am I in insider language and technical language that they just don't get? How can I simplify? How can I get across? Um, we, we see every week dozens of teams that build amazing products, much more accurate, much more reliable than their competitors. But if they don't get it across literally on the website, literally on the pitch deck for the investors, the, we, we see their competitors winning if yeah. they can get it across, even if the product is less accurate and less reliable, which makes me really sad because the best product should win. So that's why it's important what you're doing and super relevant for all of us. Let's go deeper. So, do you, so you want to go deeper? I'll, I'll give it a little deeper. And um, I'm going to ask a question because, you know, depending on where you are in the world, um, I imagine, Simon, you love going to a concert. You love sure. going to like a music concert. You love to like live music. Do you have a certain music band or, or, or artist that you love to hear? I, many, many. Uh, Led Zeppelin came first to my mind. Many, many, many. <laughs> and anyone that you could see, re you could see like today, if they were in concert that you'd want to go see. Like, we could go back in time and go to Led Zeppelin. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use Led Zeppelin as, as an example. So, so think of it this way, right? Um, when you first need to perform that concert, and everybody knows this, right? You may have bought your ticket, you get into your seats, you know, everyone's hustling and bustling. You might have gotten a beverage beforehand and all of a sudden the stadium lights dim and go down and the crowd starts going crazy because the lights are about to go on and that band came on, right? Well, everyone thinks that's when the concert began, but we all know that isn't when it started. It actually started several hours earlier when they did something that you're probably familiar with, which is called the sound check. Right? The sound check is to make sure that every instrument in the band, every microphone resonates pop properly in the stadium. So this is going to sound really interesting, but this means that the content, or in, in Led Zeppelin's case, the song that they're playing, 
Stairway to Heaven or whatever song it might be. When they play it, when they, they play a whole practice run before they actually do the concert. It's like they do a concert before they do a concert, just like they do a Broadway show, they do a rehearsal beforehand. They actually have a sound check to make sure that everyone who's in there for the live concert gets that incredible experience. I, if you've ever been to a real concert, you've probably seen the stadium board. About three quarters of the way back on the main stage, there's that huge soundboard at these big concert venues. It looks like, like a control command center. That's to make sure that every microphone, every instrument sounds the way it should. Think about the content that you would deliver in a conversation, that you would deliver when you're talking to someone in an interview, in a, in a, in a coaching session, in, in a sales pitch to tell people your services. You'd wanna prepare ahead of time, right? To make sure that your message resonates. So what I actually do is you need to make sure, as I love to say, that everything is set. The content that you're playing, the songs that you're going to play, is it something that's going to connect with the audience? And then on top of that, I have this exercise that I do, which is now like, okay, you make sure that your content resonates. That's the sound check. But now you got to prepare. And I actually, believe it or not, before this interview, three seconds before, I did something um, that is the same exact thing that I do before every conversation, and that is I connect my voice, V-O-I-C-E. I basically have a system, which is right beforehand, it's like practicing the song that the artist is gonna play. I visualize what our conversation's gonna be like, V. I make sure that, hey, I'm gonna have a conversation with Simon, we're gonna talk about actually how, we're gonna talk about how you connect your voice, which is kind of funny. We're gonna talk about how you can connect so that you can have a better conversation. So the first thing I do is I visualize making the connection. The next is I am appreciative of the opportunity. That's an inside thing. I am so glad that we are here, oh, for this opportunity to connect because it is here that the magic happens, that your listeners, that you and me are gonna have a memory that we're gonna be able to connect that's gonna start to build a connection. There's an I for V-O-I, I is the identity. There's a certain role I have to play when I'm here, like as if I'm on stage. If I'm the singer of Led Zeppelin, there's a certain voice I gotta hit. If it's my identity here with you, it's I'm the guest and I have to be the teacher, if you would, to provide that role versus being on the host, which I do before, like what you did. I actually get myself in listening mode, which I need to understand the right questions to ask. And the last two things of voice that are C and E is the charisma and energy. I gotta bring it. I gotta bring who I am, who I really am authentically, my charisma, charisma. This is what I am, Simon. This is who I am every single day. And you gotta lift it up a little bit, right? You'd be really upset if you bought that ticket to the concert and the lead singer was like singing like this and he wasn't up and getting everybody pumped up for a song, right? You gotta bring the energy. So sound check to make sure that the message resonates with everything that you're delivering is what I'm about to say gonna connect with my audience and I have to connect my voice so that I'm prepared to have a great conversation. I love this. And even if Led Zeppelin, if you cannot uh, experience them right now, but literally I was picturing them doing the sound check and I see, of course, the singer coming, not the way he's, he's going to his wife or to his friends in, in mid-afternoon, but he's really coming from exactly this checklist that you have just said, it's professional musician preparation, beautiful. And I think the real message here is this, to make a connection, it starts at a conversation. That's the center point of everything. If you think about every connection, every relationship you have in your life, it might, be a, it might be a virtual one today because you may have had a type it or text it because you couldn't be there, but it starts with two people having a conversation. So 
it is here that we recognize that the root of where we need to always be our best is you have to think that you're about to be on stage. You are performing. You are performing not inauthentically. You're performing the best version of yourself, which requires you to be the best person because that is what you need to penetrate. And today for your listeners, Simon, because we've been kind of distanced and we can't be in person and you can't be here interviewing me live in New York, you got to penetrate through this camera here, right? We got to really elevate our energy to make sure that our message connects, to make sure that your listeners who are hearing this or watching this on a podcast have that experience that they really, really understand, wow, I get what that person's about. I know exactly what that person is offering. I know when I walk by their store, I could see in the window exactly what it is they sell. And I know who, how to go to them so for what they're going to deliver because I know exactly who they are. And you know what's funny? Yesterday, my so we, we had a birthday. One of our family members became 90 years old. And so we were... Oh, have, congratulations. Amazing. Of course, yes. And so, and coming back in our car, we were listening to Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. It's one of our favorite songs. <laughs> and so in the evening, my six-year-old boy, who, who has never seen Led Zeppelin, obviously, uh, because he was not alive yet when they were playing, he was brushing his teeth in the evening and he was like, that's the ripple effect. So if you yes. prepare properly and if you do the voice checklist, it's not just one person that you can that you can resonate with it's the ripple effect of the people they will touch and they will touch and technology like you are doing with your podcast and with your books etc you reach thousands of people ten thousands so so it's really interesting simon about that is that i've often given a speech about connecting your voice to a lot of people who want to go on a podcast show or want to be on, on a guest and a lot of them like yourself or me are speakers who who have a message and speak usually to audiences in front of it and i found this amazing I found it amazing that they would do all this work when they knew that they'd be presenting their keynote speech or their delivery when they were giving a workshop and it was that in-person thing because they knew they were on stage. But very interestingly, when they were in a podcast show, they weren't, they weren't delivering the same level of energy. And here's the ironic part. More people will end up hearing the podcast version of them and know, need to know who they are then probably get a chance to see that person and sit through their entire presentation, right? So I found it really interesting that people don't recognize how important it is for, in this case, a podcast show, which lasts in perpetuity to bring the energy. Let's drill that back. Forget about people understanding who you are and your message. The most important thing when I'm having the conversation, in this case, Simon, with you and your listeners, is that I want to make a resonating effect with them and with you. I want to make sure that when I am here, that I deliver the best I can, because that's what you want to bring every day, right? Professional athletes, whether on the pitch in the soccer field or on, on the, in a baseball game, when they're not bringing 100% of what they need to do, you know, they don't win, they fail. And my whole goal is that you want to connect, engage, and win with every conversation, because it is that that you will remember. I'm thinking about some people like, like maybe, yeah, I, my example, I sometimes think that authenticity means that you don't lift up the energy. Like I'm talking to you like I'm talking to my, my kids in the afternoon. But I think your model is, is more appropriate because sometimes we think authenticity is just not putting in more energy. But first, imagine 
imagine uh, Trevor Noah not preparing that way or Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. not preparing that way. It would be inappropriate. And then sometimes it's also a, a culture thing, like Europeans versus, for example, Americans, where Europeans tend to have this attitude of relaxation over everything because they think it's it's, it's the way to do I got a, a feedback from a friend from Los Angeles recently. Simon, can I tell you something? Yeah. You are boring. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't modulate. You don't bring it. You talk to me much too low. You have to, come on, come on, come on. Bring your modulation. Bring different tones of voices. Bring it all. And I was like, thank you for this feedback. And so this is really important. So, so let me, let me um, expand upon that and also give a, a, an important variation to this, Simon. And I want to go back to the concert level. We all know that Led Zeppelin has a lot of songs that all rock and play and, and jam out and are really loud and you know, really get you pumped up. We also know that they have a lot of ballads and other songs that are maybe more emotional or quieter, right? Like any conversation, I don't want to make it like I'm shouting at somebody. Um, there's a rhythm and rhyme as to what songs they decided to play in the story of their concert, right? You know, they pick a different rotation and songs that lift people up, they kind of go into a little more deep. Maybe it's a new song, something new, conversational. And then basically they know that there's some things that they want to leave with the end. And this, by the way, this theme that I just described is no different than what most, um, enter- you mentioned Trevor Noah, their programs run the same way. They have really exciting openings. They got some pretty meaty intel and they usually end with something fun. That's how we want all our conversations to go. And there is a flow, a flow of how we need to have a conversation that falls the same way. Because that, like a song, is what we want to listen to. If I had to listen to drab monotone voice the whole entire time, I'd turn the channel. Right. And and we joke about it. Look, the sound check a lot of times for the concert is to make sure that you hear it well and it sounds good. But I want to make it clear that has to do with what content you're delivering. I could be as exciting as it can be and talk about all this stuff. But if I'm talking about something that you can't connect with, like, I don't know if I was a um, I'm not. But if I was a surgeon or a doctor and I was talking about a medical procedure and I gave the same energy, maybe the energy part would be exciting. <laughs> but the content still might have to resonate with who you're trying to connect with. You can't have all of a sudden uh, Led Zeppelin decide to play a Cyndi Lauper song within their concert for a whole concert. It probably would be the wrong audience, right? So I joke about this all the time that, that people think, like I love people who are authentically quiet and whatnot, but you were right. When they're on stage, they still have to be able to communicate in a way that is not going to be boring, but is going to engage people, going to connect with them at a level that resonates inside them with their message, with their content. And obviously, to your point, they need to elevate their energy a little. Uh, and And that is things that we need because we want to listen to things that have a little bit of uplifting component to it. We don't want to be somber all the time. I'm so curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprint.com tools. When everybody's zigging, this person is zigging, but from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? 
Who do I pick to, you mean like, which is my, my strategy person? Like, is there an individual that I go to, to help me well, get back on? The person that you can pick from all these wild people who zig when everybody zags, but they are doing the right thing. Uh, I've got a long list of that. I'm going to give one and I'll give a good shout out because he's a good friend. And he, I just saw him recently speak. So it was really funny. Um, Phil M. Jones and, uh, Phil M. Jones is constantly helping you figure out exactly what to say. That's what he speaks about, but that's not what I'm talking about with him. Um, he looks at certain situation and tries to figure out how you can always be messaging yourself, uh, trying to message who you are and connect to your different audiences. The marketing of himself has been one of those things that I look at and I will go to him sometimes or use him when I'm a little bit stuck and trying to figure out what's a good new direction to go to. And that would be somebody that I go to. In fact, look, I'll, I'll give a plug because I'll plug him here. He has a new children's book that he just put out because he's trying to get the magic of words to kids today. And he just had this new book. See, I'm, Phil, I'm giving you a shameless plug here for his new children's book, which I'm giving to my nephew and niece. So the magic very, very of exciting. words, if you are just listening, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. And your kids like it? Well, my kids are, are a lot older. They're uh, 21 and, and 19. They haven't seen it yet, but, uh, but they would like it if they did read it. But I'm, I'm sure my niece and nephews would. They're a little young. <laughs> So what we do before, during, and after a conversation, let's go deep. How do you prepare? Uh, do you do breath work? Do you do three second stuff? How, what do you do during? What do you do after? So, so in the prep that connecting your voice, that's my thing. I have that visualization in my head. I sent myself an appreciation. I know who I need to be. And I raise my charisma and energy for who the audience is. That's, that's my prep work, what I do beforehand. During the conversation, when you're in it, I have two words, and I learned this from the greatest interviewer of all time. Um, I might not like him as an individual as much. I have three people that I emulate as the greatest interviewers and as podcasters, you'd like this. Um, they are Larry King, who's the greatest interviewer of all time. He's interviewed the most people, and, and I'm going to get to why what he said in a second. The other two are Oprah and Howard Stern. Mm. Um, they are some of the best conversationalists, but Oprah also has this laser focus as I'm looking into the camera that just drills right through you. And when you see it, you, you, she penetrates and Howard probably is the most personable interviewer ever. You know, he's, he's known for a lot of his other antics and whatnot, but, um, he's maybe the greatest, asks the greatest questions and gets the most real, um, components out there. Cause he, he asks all the things that you would ask, but Larry King does two words that he does for every single show that he does. He shows up. You show up when that red light goes live and we're recording, he turns on his energy and understands that somebody on the other end of that camera has never seen Larry King before, has never heard Larry King before. And they're going to catch him that first time. So he he's game on. He is laser focused. And my showing up in a conversation during the conversation is to be in it, to be focused on the person I'm speaking with. We have a lot of distractions. They're buzzing and beeping us all day long. Our eyes might wander. If you've ever been in an in-person networking event, Simon, this is this is the opposite of showing up. You start talking to somebody and people start having the giraffe head. You know the giraffe head? You know, they pop up because they see someone else in the room that has come in. And if you have listeners, you can know this. I'm literally lifting my head up and I'm looking out. I'm looking behind that person, over the person. Oh, look, that person's there. That's not showing up. I've not given the attention to the person I'm speaking with at that moment. I want that person to know that they're the only person in the room. And if it's a group of people, I'm going to make sure that in that conversation, I'm balancing and ping-ponging equally amongst the people I'm looking at, talking to, even the way my body is focused. In my interviews, I do that. 
one of the things that I found really challenging, I'm sure you have as well, if you've interviewed many people on a program, like multiple guests at one time, it's exhausting because you want to make sure that everybody has a good voice and a really good host shows up for each and every one of them. And I, I think that message to show up is really what I do. And there's much more to it actually in the actions that I have, but in the middle of it, that's the key theme I'd want your listeners to walk away with. Beautiful. My favorite question of all time by Larry King is, how does it feel to kill somebody? <laughs> I, I think I remember he had, he had a Manson, right? Charles Manson, was that what it was? Or, or someone, I, I think you're right. I, I don't remember the guess. I remember his question because I was like, oh my God, if one day I could ask one question like this, that is the highest form of art. I love it. I love it. The... Um, now, I know what you're thinking because you're leading into this and you're saying, okay, Lou, well, now the conversation is over or you're getting towards the end of the conversation. And now you have to figure out what's going to happen afterwards. Make it clear that if you did all your prep work beforehand, if you did your sound check, if you did your show prep, if I've also got this other thing where I set the stage, which is really important for those that run meetings, you got to kind of like set the environment up and like almost be like the narrator of a conversation to bring everyone up to speed, a very important part. You've done all that. You showed up in your conversation where you were authentic. You gave it your all. Uh, you literally made the conversation so much so, but here's an important part. You have to be brief, be bright, and be gone. Simon, you'll remember that's how I signed off our podcast episode, right? right? Be brief, be bright, be gone. We don't want to overstay our welcome in a conversation. Uh, getting back to our concert example, we like when the song ends and we get on to a new song, don't we? We don't want the same song for the entire concert, although Stairway to Heaven is a good like 10 minutes long in concert. It might even be like 15 when they do it live. But, but you know, eventually we want to get to the next song. Uh, so to get to the next song, you need to literally start thinking about the next conversation. What, how can I next follow up with you? What are the things that are most important to you? You have to show a sense of appreciation for that time that you just had to have a conversation because you just made a connection. You just got a chance to connect with another human being on this world who is probably gonna add to your world. They probably provided something to you that was a gift. You gotta be thankful for that. And guess what? You wanna have more of it. And your whole goal of having one conversation to establish a connection is to set up more conversations. You want to literally, and if it's in a business meeting, you know exactly what it is. It's to maybe bring more of your team and start establishing a business relationship. If it's a personal relationship. You want to go hang out with that person more often. You want to have more conversations with them to learn what they're more about. And if you've had a long conversation, a long relationship with somebody, it shouldn't make a difference. You should look forward to every time you have a conversation, specifically your parents and your mothers. Don't forget to call your mothers, people. Remember how important it is to say hello to mom. That's the connection you've had since you were born on this earth. You got to keep calling her every time you can. I was thinking of my grandfather of my wife because he was the best at brief, bright, gone. So yep. in these situations, uh, he's not alive anymore. But in these situations where we have a family get together, somebody gets 90, he comes, he, he kisses you, he talks about your favorite topic and he's gone. And he goes to the next. So in 10 minutes, he has said hello to everybody. That was the benchmark amazing and and you know i sometimes i come in i talk to the first person one hour later i'm still there because i'm so deep in a rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> and, and when that's a great point you know so and a lot of the times when you're in the conversation and you're showing up a lot of great tactics that, that i help 
companies and leaders and big top salespeople be able to do is to make sure you're checking in on the conversation. Like, you know, you know, is everything cool? You know, do you want to hear about it? You have to ask for permission. Would you like to hear more about it, right? You've got so many great things going on in your life and somebody asks you what's going on, you, you can just like, boom, go and talk about all these great things that are happening. It's more important to ask them what they care about. At the end of the day, the person you're having the conversation with, the least important person in the conversation is you. The most important person is the one you are talking to. And that's the way you should think about those conversations. And by the way, in a perfect world, they think exactly the same because now they appreciate that moment that they, you're the most important person and they're the least. And here together is where that connection is made. Before I ask you how can people reach out to you, three books or podcasts that inspire you? Well, obviously this one. I mean, come on, Simon, you talk to everybody. And, and for an Italian who speaks such good English and, and looks as good as you do with such great hair, I mean, how, why would you not want to tune in and, and listen and watch this show, people? So yes, uh, from, from a podcast point of view, I've got, I've got like a fun favorite one. If you're a big movie fan, I love the rewatchables with Bill, Sim uh, Bill Simmons. Uh, it, 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 they go back to a movie and they kind of walk through it. I have not missed one episode. I feel like he's talking to me and Bill and I are about the same age. I've had a chance to meet him. Haven't been a chance to be on a show yet, but that would be good. So Bill Simmons, um, the Rewatchables podcast. I'll give a shout guys to my, my boys, uh, uh, Strickland Bonner and Doug Sandler. They host a great show. I think you may have even been on it. Nice. The nice guys on business podcast. Spectacular. Learn about really good customer service piece pieces on how to be nice and still win in business. Uh, and your show, obviously, Simon, come on, those are the three. Beautiful. And now if people go, oh my God, I want to work with Lou Diamond. First, who should not contact you and then who should contact you? Oh, I like that. Uh, not, do not contact me if you think you've got all the answers and you've made all the connections you want in life. I don't wanna know about those people. The people who are looking to grow their business, the people that are looking to improve the ones that they have with their current clients, and those that are trying to figure out how they want to move onward and upward, they should reach out to me. You could find me anywhere in social media at Thrive Loud, T-H-R-I-V-E-L-O-U-D. You can also find me at thriveloud.com. And that's also where you could find our very popular podcast show, Thrive Loud with Lou Diamond, which Simon was a guest on earlier this year. Definitely go back and listen to his episode. It was spectacular. And uh, coming in 2022, uh, after I've written the book, Master the Art of Connecting, which you could find at thrivelab.com, uh, which was five years ago, it'll be, it'll be six years, I guess, when the book comes out, we have a new one. I'm not gonna share the title yet because it's a little bit of a, of a, a launch that we're gonna do, but if you stay connected to me in social media, Thrive Loud, you too will soon learn how to connect, engage, and win with every conversation. What is the, the research question that got you writing your next book? So we, when, uh, when, when I wrote Master of the Art of Connecting, we actually talk about the connecting muscles that you all need to have. And I actually believe we all have a connecting core. There are four elements of who we are that we need to work on and flex and strengthen to be able to connect. And, and I've been talking about one of them, which has to do with uh, one of the muscles, which is really about the power of empathy. And that's standing in the shoes of another. And often when I thought about it, I recognized that, as I mentioned in this conversation, that every connection starts with a conversation. And the real question that hit me was, what if every conversation you had 
establish an amazing connection because a lot of them don't. You know it. You don't remember most of them. Usually have a conversation, it's fleeting, it's gone, and you can't even remember the person you spoke to often. And that's because you didn't do all of the work to really set up a really good conversation. And that's when I said, well, wait a minute, I do that for a lot of the podcast shows I do. Those, those top interviewers that I mentioned have been the best at it all the time. What if we were able to share with our listeners the key ways that you can connect, engage, and win in every conversation? What if we can give that guidebook and that playbook to do it? That's what drove it, and that's what inspired it. Stay tuned. It's coming. Beautiful. I'm, I want to be the first to read it. And, well, um, I will definitely make sure you not only read it, but you're going to take some crazy picture with it. That is for sure, yeah. because nobody does a better of that job than, than Simon. It, 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 so. Yes, yes. I'm right now asking everybody to endorse my new book and to write the foreword. So I know how it feels. Whatever you ask me, I will say yes. I love it. Well, 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 then there you go. We're, you're already sold. We, we got you in line. Yes, and you have it in Britain. You have it, you have it recorded here. Beautiful, Lou. And um, what are you excited about? If you look forward the next three years, where is Thrive in three years? What I'm most excited about is that later this week on Saturday, I'm actually going on the first vacation with my wife. We are traveling. I mean, we've gone down to Florida where we have a place before, but now we're actually going to Mexico. So we're actually excited to go on vacation for like six days. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah, there you go. You brought some maracas. That's spectacular. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Next three years. Um, I'm really excited to help better, better set up the Thrive Store, which is my business Thrive. Um, in the way that you walk by it and that you'll clearly understand from this new book, the message and the things that we deliver and the tools that I can help people actually show them how they do it. I'm really excited about that aspect of it from the book, the promotion of it, the message I'm delivering. And I believe that there's a lot of top performers who I've been working with one-on-one -on -one, and that has been slowly getting, getting to the point that I have to figure out how do I clone myself? Or how do I partner with really good people to figure out how to make that work better? Because there's a lot of people I'm, I'm able to help significantly elevate who they are and what they can do. So that aspect is exciting to me. And being able to deliver that to those that will really value and appreciate it is something I'm looking forward to in the next few years. Beautiful. That's always beautiful to see when a passionate person hits that roof and then, and then starts the ripple effect, the scaling from growth to scaling. That's the beauty in business. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Like you. Many more thousand people uh, every week with this beautiful message that you have. Thank you for sharing it with us and uh, sharing the journey, sharing your wisdom, sharing the voice checklist that I will definitely be, be testing and I will report how it works. Good stuff, Simon. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. Lou Diamond, everybody, please keep rolling and come back soon.